you're listening to the podcast edition of One Love, One Planet. Coming up in the show, I'm talking to Ellie Young from the States, who basically wants to help people help the planet. First, though, last week I went to the council house and um, there was a really good event going on. There was something called the Bristol Education Partnership and there was a big day there with schools and um, businesses and the council. Um, And so I just, um, yeah, recorded some of it. And the first person you're going to hear is a very confident young man called Matty, telling us all about it. Uh, The Bristol Education Partnership is a combination of schools from across the Bristol area. We've got a mixture of state and private schools. And today's really just been about hearing each other's ideas and listening to each other on what each of the schools have put in place uh, to try and fight the climate issues that we have, not only in their school, but on a much wider scale as well. Good afternoon. I'm Kieran. And I'm Riley. And we're from Orchard School, Bristol. I'm Herbert and this is Gasper and we're going to be doing a presentation on how we at Cotton School can improve our environmental policies and have a smaller carbon footprint. I'm Isabella and we're from Bristol Free School and we're going to talk about how we're trying to promote and what we're doing to solve the um, climate crisis. We as the Environmental Committee are passionate about getting students and staff alike involved in green initiatives. Last year we planted orchards for our mini orchards It grows apples, pears, cherries, and much more. The school has used low wattage LED lights to replace filament bulbs and are looking at increased use of solar panels. Transport was the emphasis for Thursday. (coughs) We developed an app where pupils and staff could log their commute to and from school using sustainable methods like walking, cycling, or public transport. All of our takeaway plastic cutlery is now wooden, and a lot of our um, main meal uh, packaging is now cardboard. Created a vintage clothing directory highlighting the best pre-love shops in Bristol. There are some fantastic entries into the vintage clothing competition at break. The final winner wore an actual 1960s Beatle-inspired suit that his dad had worn at his wedding. We've also planted some native trees to the area, as well as making our mission to have a plant in every classroom. And to spread the impact among community, the school has several EV charging stations, as well as EV purchasing schemes for staff. To try and reduce food waste, there was a challenge at lunchtime, where each clean plate earned a raffle ticket. Normally the food waste fills two bins, but we managed to get it down to less than one. Uh, there are some negatives which we need to address, and it is important that we do address these. Although we can um, recycle some of our food, some of the mixed food we cannot recycle, unfortunately, and we also cannot compost it. Last year we had a clothes swap to try and combat fast fashion. So people would take all the clothes they didn't use in school and then swap them for other clothes people didn't use that they preferred. But we had quite a low turnout, so this year we're going to repeat the exercise but um, have a longer period between when the clothes can be donated in and when they're used so that we hopefully get more clothes come in and a higher turnout. We've also been looking at supporting students with eco-anxiety. Myself and another sixth form student went to the Force of Nature course training us on how to support young people with eco-anxiety. We also also used this training to plan some wellbeing lessons on this issue, and we're going to run a climate cafe so students can discuss their feelings about eco-anxiety in a supportive environment. Possibly all schools need to think about, because lots of young people, um, the problems we're facing with the climate 
crisis um, uh, make young people very fearful. So the fact that this is being addressed head on at BGS, I think that that's really great work and maybe that's something you can share with, with other schools within the partnership as, as we go forward. And what was the best thing about today? I think the best thing has been able to collaborate with other schools and being able to see what they do that we could potentially implement into our schools and speaking to the people from the University of Bristol on um, ways we can improve um, climate change knowledge in our curriculum. Thank you for listening. up with Ellie Young from the States. Um, this We had to do this online, obviously, because she's in the States. And in fact, um, we ha every now and then when you do these recordings, there is a bit of an echo. So we had to deal with a bit of an echo, unfortunately. So I'm, the sound quality isn't quite as good as it, as it normally is, but hopefully it will be fine. Um, so here we go. This is my conversation with Ellie. Morning, Ellie, and it's lovely to have you on the show. Good morning, Penny. It's great to finally hear a voice from you after we've been uh, hanging out on Twitter for so long. <laughs> I know. I've been telling. I've been telling our listeners on One Love One Planet about my new Twitter family and you, <laughs> force of nature that you are. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and actually, it's a good place to start. Could you just tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about you? What's your background? Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess the, the, the early arc is um, I, I got my degree a long time ago in sustainability, and I've been kind of trying to figure out how to do something at, at scale about this space um, for, I guess, 10 years. So um, that's, that's what, I, I, that's what I'm, I'm about. I worked in renewable energy and agriculture, but I'm kind of a writer. And so I've, I found this sort of middle space and um, knowledge management about the, the problem and also like community building, because that's kind of something I, I tend to orient to. Um, so what I'm working on is, is a startup around sustainability and, uh, and climate change sort of action, basically empowering people to, um, to, to maybe act more, more speedily by connecting them to resources and information. And that's uh, sort of how, how we connected. Um, there was that, you know, if, if you remember, you created the follow back climate tag. And I was like, yeah, we should totally start this to find people to bring into the network that hopefully we'll get to build one day. Lovely. Thank you. Um, now, you're, what, what do you call the, the, is it a platform? Is it an online platform that you're creating? What do you call it? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to sort of conceptualize it. So, um, you know, provided that we can actually get it built, which is a, a big, long question, um, there's a, it's an idea that we would go to sort of like a, a www and find, um, you know, a space that's, that's full of people that are, are committed to working on climate and sustainability in some way. So that might be as an organization or as an investor or as a media personality such as yourself or as an individual or a volunteer or a citizen storyteller or a citizen scientist and so on. And so any of that is sort of like explorable, like, you know, you'd see in a LinkedIn or, or a Facebook or another kind of social media platform. Right. OK, so is it, I mean, it's like that, first of all, we haven't got the name. <laughs> what is it called? Oh, yeah, a common action. <laughs> common action. Fantastic. So is, 
is it for is it is it primarily a sort of a knowledge bank as you say or is it for networking or what is it for exactly so there's a it's it's really a, a hybrid um so I would say that the first piece is for networking because what the the immediate problem is that I see um, is all of these innovators that want to do something about climate or sustainability are kind of like searching through the wide world of Google and Twitter and and like internet uh, online information that um, is pretty disorganized, right? So Mm -hmm. like it takes us a lot of time to find people that want to support us, work with us, um, to figure out how to kind of solve these problems, which in many cases are are really kind of new. Um, they're being newly discovered by the solution force. So the the first goal is to make it easier and faster for those of us, this very small group in the world <laughs> that are working on this to like actually kind of form a coalition and, and, you know, see how we can help each other and maybe even work like across organizations to to hit certain missions, you know, more rapidly, right? Because... I mean, it's really expensive for like a startup to hire a community person. But if you have, you know, like 50 startups, then you could maybe source one community person that could build a community for all of them. Um, and so these kinds of like, you know, new ways to organize is like really what I'm trying to, to make possible. Um, and then that's supported by the knowledge base. So there's two forms of knowledge. One is about the, the people themselves. So, you know, who are you and why should we connect with you? Are you interested in investment? Are you, in, are you creating um, a solution for deforestation in the Amazon? Like, what is it that you're working on, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's a layer of knowledge that we want to help um, provide, like, connections based on. And then there's also the knowledge that we each have as innovators and experts about the, the problem in the solution space and a lot of that is also like really hard to get access to. And if we could aggregate it, um, would help us not only bring more folks in, like especially young folks who are who are excited about making change but don't always know how to get started. Um, it'd help us do that, but it would also help us see like how bad these problems are and and maybe get some more leverage from, you know, political and financial support um, to actually, uh, you know, say, Hey, like if we really don't act in the Amazon, like it's, it's not going to be good. Right. Like, Mm. and here's a map that can demonstrate that. So, um, it's all kind of focused on, on the idea of the human, the, the, the human agent and what about them they want to share in order to get sort of, you know, introductions and connectivity and to show expertise and to build better solutions in, in collaboration. It sounds like an amazing project and something we desperately, desperately need. I mean, where where are you in this process now? So I've been working on this full time uh, for the last year. And I've basically designed out like how the software would work to deliver all of these, you know, capabilities, um, which is a lot of like fiddly bits that have to kind of all connect right um, so, so this is exciting because I've been in like a deep, uh, <laughs> a deep design period for what feels like forever. And now we can begin to kind of, you know, find folks that know how to build software and be like, Hey, you know, do you want to start on this? Um, so we're, we're moving into that, the, the, the build phase, um, and, and the funding phase. Um, and, in, and in terms of like, you know, what it would take to kind of get off the ground, I mean, we really just... You know, if I could, if I could code, like this would already be out there, right? But like, we really just need to have like 
a, a space where someone could say, you know, make a small profile and say what you're interested in. And immediately we could just have better coordination if it was, you know, at the meta level, as you say, because like there's, there's, I mean, just imagine how many uh, students in, at universities mm. want to do something. And, you know, maybe many of them are turning to places like Extinction Rebellion because it's obvious that that's a starting point, but mm. it might be even a more high leverage activity to like, you know, lead a conversation in your classroom about, you know, the, the kinds of activities that you're seeing that are problematic. Like, for example, when I was in college, um, I went to school in Arizona State University and I got an actual degree in sustainability. Like, that's my BA. And, you know, I can't tell you the number of people who had plastic water bottles in our classroom. And I'm like, you know, like, we really shouldn't be using plastic water bottles like this mm -hmm. seems really hypocritical but it was so difficult to even like say that back then right uh, this is this is absolutely perfect timing ellie because yesterday i went to something called the bristol education partnership day at and it's it's basically a program that is i mean it's running sort of permanently as far as i can tell where bristol secondary schools that's your equivalent of high school i think from age sort of 11 to 19 18 um and their sort of eco groups are working to try and make their schools more eco all those kinds of things everything energy food growing food um, EV chargers, just across the board, clothes swaps. And they were meeting yesterday to tell each other how they've been doing um, and have workshops in terms of passing on, you know, their best practice, what's worked for them and mm. what hasn't worked. And it struck me that common action would be fantastic for connecting up mm -hmm. schools because what I can't, what frustrates me so much is this, there is a lot of reinventing the wheel with mm -hmm. lots of people having to discover things that are already out there. Mm -hmm. And something like Common Action would be perfect for this. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's exactly the problem, right? Like, it, it, each one of us is, is spending X number of hours to find out the same thing which then means that we recreate it on our own and we don't have the ability to kind of like learn together, which is how innovation happens rapidly. Um, and if you, if you count up the number of hours, right, like, you know, not looking at your own personal life, but if you say across the system, we have, you know, 800 people and each one of them is researching how to do this and, and doing that from scratch and no one is saving that as a product that can be shared, like, that's just super expensive and inefficient. So... Uh, you know, I'm taking this like, sort of public commons perspective and saying, like, if we were to maximize our resource base, which I count as, like, you, right? <laughs> like, you and you and you, like, the people who actually care about these things, which there aren't enough of, um, you know, 99% of your time should be making action, not trying to figure out how to make action, mm -hmm. right? We can solve mm -hmm. that problem. And mm -hmm. so, like, as you bring up this example, a couple other things come to mind for me. And so, like, one... One woman that has been in our network um, is interested in doing exactly the same thing, right? How she's she's a mother at a school. Um, her her son is in you know elementary or middle school, and she previously lived in California where they had like all these programs that she had participated in composting and things like that at the school. But then she moved to Canada and she was like, I want to bring those things. I want to build that, but I don't even know how to start from scratch. And that's a really complex question because it's not only 
how do we do clothes swap and how do we do, you know, recycling mm-hmm. and all these like actual technically difficult activities, but also how do we talk to people to make them want to, to care, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do we yeah. have a conversation with our, our um, principal who doesn't even want to change like the forks in the cafeteria? <laughs> yes, and you've talked about this. Is this where you, where I'm assuming that you're thinking about the, our sort of narratives and imag- the role of the imagination and our stories. Is this sort of relevant here? Yeah, so a lot of what needs to be changed. So, like, there's two there's two big challenges that I see, and one of them is um, this logistical problem of like, you know, how much time it takes to discover something and and that duplication of effort. But then the other thing is like, how do we actually change minds? Because ultimately, sustainability it's that's the barrier, right? Like we mm-hmm. we know how we could live in different ways, and there's even uh, cost benefit analyses that work out well, especially for renewable energy. But it's still really hard to get, like, people to shift. And so, you know, this really requires, like, connecting with, as someone, you know, said it really well yesterday, connecting with hearts to open minds. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how do we convince that there's a, that there's a way to live that's not frightening, um, that can kind of take care of the, the many things that we, we need to attend to now? Um, and, and not only, you know, how do we approach with that, but then also how do we share when we've had moments that have really connected with someone, right? So like someone in Canada might have a great conversation that could also help you in Bristol, mm-hmm. but there's no way that you you would ever meet each other to, to share that knowledge. Mm. And is that part of what you're... Um, now, for the benefit of, of our listeners, um, Ellie has been having some um, lots of conversations on Twitter um, with lots of other climate people, and they vary. Um, and you're talking about different things each week, from what I can see. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this the kind of thing that you mean? These sort of, sort of conversations that this is this is one way of connecting people up across the world, isn't it? Well, it's it's a starting point, but it's manual. So what we really want to do is with the platform is is make those connections automatically with AI. Um, so let's imagine that you made a profile and you said, I'm in Bristol. Um, I'm, you're, you, you know, you're sort of a community person, right? Because you have this podcast, you, you have a lot of um, mm-hmm. awareness of, of what's happening in your space. And so you might say, I know in my community, there is, you know, all these check marks, right? Of like, there's, there's a school that's going green and there's this and this and this. And then somebody else could make a profile and they could say, I'm a mother in Canada and I'm interested in making my screen, my, my school turn green. And we could say, oh, are you both interested in connecting with somebody else in like, a, you mm-hmm. know, an advisory capacity? And then if, and if you both check the box, yes, then we can just automatically introduce you to each other and not even du- like a direct mm-hmm. one-on-one because, you know, that doesn't always, maybe someone's busy, whatever it is, but we can actually put you in the same space around the mission of greening schools. Mm. And then that's a space where people can come and, you know, like like Facebook groups, ask questions, share information, and we can collect that, unlike Facebook groups where it's kind of a stream and it's lost, we can actually collect that and package it and, and then say, you know, this is what we know about changing um, schools to green, right? And then we mm. can email, we can ask a bunch of students, do you want to help us, like, email schools to suggest that maybe they try doing this mm-hmm. um, and and then therefore like expand you know what has happened is like something in a cottage kind of industry kind of way in Bristol and in Canada we can now say 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna distribute this. We're going to actually invest the the um, resources to to make this globally like mm-hmm. kind of roll it out rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conversations that we have, I mean, I think that's you know that's more of like the 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 trust building and the relationship building that is also really important. I mean, mm-hmm. I see so much of what we what we're doing wrong is based on you know not being concerned about. Um, other things and and not having conversations about what the impacts are of the choices we make. So, you know, I love to kind of open up a space where we can talk about the things that aren't allowed to be talked about yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called make-believe for that reason, right? Like, what should we be learning how to, to believe in or, or to believe differently so we can live in a better way? Just like to find out just just a little bit more about common action and where you are with mm-hmm. it at the at the moment in the in the process of creating this wonderful sounding thing where you know where are you in the process so we have so i mean common action kind of has um three pieces to it one is the software platform which actually needs to be coded um one is the knowledge base which is all kinds of information we could access information about content that people are reading mm-hmm. or um, about sort of what's happening in geographical space. We're seeing that there's, you know, changes to our water supply um, in Bristol maybe, or, you know, we see that animals are, are being influenced negatively by X, Y, and Z thing. Um, we can create a, a backbone for people to report stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also want to build the community around these activities. Right. So, um, where we are is, you know, I, I need to figure out how to get software built. Um, this is a, a big, a big thing. Lots of, you know, moving pieces and, mm. and things to learn, and of course, funding required for all of that. Mm. Um, and that's sort of a little bit of the bottleneck because, you know, we we can only manage sort of like as many people as I can personally connect with until that exists. And so, so really, like that's a really big priority. And then beyond that, you know, I'm excited about reaching out to to students and activating folks and like maybe having, you know, phone calls and like, yeah, you can do it. We can do things. Like, what is it that you think that, you know, is sort of um, a concern in your space? Is it, is it food? Is it water? Is it electricity? Is it the price of like housing and things like this? Like in in many cases, um, a lot of the systems that, you know, we're used to relying on just aren't giving us good results right now. So, you know, if there's a way to, to influence that, um, we want to support that in a, in a positive way mm. that, you know, brings everyone forward together. And if people listening to this are thinking, I really like the sound of this, I would like to get involved, what should they do? So the the best thing to do is to find me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm at S-L-E Young, E-L-L-I-E-Y-O-U-N-G. And we also have a Slack group. So you can, you know, you're free to join there. A Slack group. Well. What, is, what is that? Oh, um, Slack is a, it's a collaboration software. Um, it's, it's mostly used for work. That's like what it's intended for. But a lot of communities use it as well because it's it's free and it's a way to kind of like, you know, have a bunch of people meet together and be able to chat. Um, so that's the, the link to that if you want to join. It's kind of like our home space. Um, and it's a little bit quiet there, you know, because we've just been sort of in this building time. But there's about 170 people in there. Mm, that's um, pretty big. Yeah. And, um, and so that's like a a good place to kind of introduce yourself if you work professionally, or if you're interested to say, I, you know, I'd like to volunteer. Um, there's, there's a lot of folks that have reached out to me to volunteer. And so before too long, we'll be putting together some, some groups around, you know, actually, um, maybe creating software, creating, 
different kinds of community outreach. You know, this is really about like what I what I want to do is empower people to have the tools mm-hmm. to do what they feel is is relevant in their local spaces, right? So sounds it's like, fantastic. Yeah. How can, yeah? How can how can we help you help you <laughs> mm, do your thing? It would be great to follow the progress of Common Action on One Love One Planet and see where it goes from here. So do please keep us in touch, won't you, with with how it all goes. Absolutely. Yes. And hopefully we'll have, you know, more more news in January or so about what what kind of specific programs we'll be having that and starting in the new year. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. Thank you, Penny. If you want to send One Love, One Planet a voice message um, to to go out on the show, please do get in touch with me. We had a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. Um, you can text BCFM. Um, and also you can email on oneloveoneplanet at outlook.com. We are out of time. See you next week. 